Hi everyone, this is Carla and it's Sunday, March 29th. Earlier today we met as a gathering online, um, our Boundless Vancouver community. And if you weren't able to be with us then, you're welcome to listen here as we talk about the spiritual discipline of solitude. During our monthly Infinitum Life Sundays at Boundless Vancouver, we usually focus on a spiritual practice or discipline or one of the Infinitum postures of surrender, generosity, and mission. As I said, we're going to talk about solitude today, but before we focus there, I wanted to start by sharing something in general about the spiritual life that was written by Esther DeWall. She wrote, genuine fruitfulness comes from what at first seems sterile. Life comes out of death. This is a Christian thing we believe because of Jesus. Surprisingly, life comes out of death. Sometimes, or I would argue usually, we can't really see the fruitfulness that comes from these places that seem dead or dry. But DeWall shares that real or true spiritual growth or fruitfulness comes out of what seems barren. Practicing spiritual disciplines can feel like that barren or difficult or dry place. Sometimes we really can't see what they're producing in us. They're meant to serve as a foundation in life, a support for a growing organism. Just like many things in life, we grow and develop through deliberate practice. Some intentionality is required of us. Richard Foster, a classic teacher in the Christian disciplines, shares two important points about the disciplines. The first is that the primary requirement for practicing a discipline is a longing for God. And the second is that the inner attitude of the heart is more critical than the mechanics of the discipline. And so this week and the time we're in brings up the issue of solitude. For us right now, this is in a lot of ways being sprung upon us. It may not be something that you would have actually chosen to be in solitude or alone or in quiet as much as you are in this time. If we looked in the dictionary for a definition of solitude, I found two short ones from the Merriam-Webster dictionary. The first of meaning of solitude says the quality or state of being alone or remote from society, that is seclusion. And the second, a lonely place, and in brackets, as a desert. You'll notice that this dictionary definition points to merely a physical condition of being. For solitude. Solitude does not simply mean aloneness, however. Solitude does not even depend on aloneness. Crowds or a lack of them have little to do with solitude of the spiritual life. You might be able to testify that these days you've spent quite a lot of time being away or secluded, but you might not describe the time inwardly as a time of solitude. I find even when I just think of the word solitude, images of peace and rest and comfort, um, those good sort of positive feelings are associated with the word solitude. That might not always be the case. That might not always be our experience. We may be alone, but we're not feeling at peace. We're not feeling rest. Solitude is more a state of mind and heart than it is a place. And there is, in fact, a solitude of the heart 
that can be maintained at all times, even amongst people when we're not alone, we can have a solitude of the heart. And I'll repeat that solitude is more a state of mind and heart than it is a place. Solitude's been called a container discipline because it's like a container in which we can practice other spiritual disciplines. But first, I want us to look at some obstacles or difficulties we might have with solitude. In his book, Spiritual Direction, Wisdom for the Long Walk of Faith, Nowen writes, we suffer from a fear of the empty space. We are so concerned with being useful, effective, and in control that a useless, ineffective, and uncontrollable moment scares us and drives us right back to the security of having something valuable to do. Have you experienced that? A suffering from a fear of the empty space. And then from the classic Life Together by Dietrich Bonhoeffer, let him or her who cannot be alone beware of community. Let him or her who is not in community beware of being alone. Each by itself has profound pitfalls and perils. One who wants fellowship without solitude plunges into the void of words and feelings, and one who seeks solitude without fellowship perishes in the abyss of vanity, self-infatuation, and despair. In this book, Bonhoeffer chap uh, titles one chapter, The Day Together, and then the next chapter, The Day Alone. Both are essential for spiritual health, for wholeness, for a balanced spiritual life rhythm. And Foster comments that we need to seek out the recreating stillness of solitude if we want to be with others meaningfully. Seeking out solitary places was a regular practice for Jesus. We can look through the scriptures and through the gospels and see different ways that he practiced solitude. You'll notice a drawing away, not always entirely alone by Jesus, but a rhythm and sensitivity to do so when needed. If it was for preparation, for rest, for restoration, for space to process what he was experiencing life, for a space to listen to his father's voice and that father's voice telling him who he is. Developing a balance in life that includes a good rhythm of time alone and time with others is a calling for each of us. If we go back to Nowen, some more of his uh, wise words are these. Solitude, silence, and prayer are often the best ways to self-knowledge not because they offer solutions for the complexity of our lives, but because they bring us in touch with our sacred center where God dwells. Solitude, well, that was the end quote, but solitude has a way of bringing us back to ourselves and to God, to know who we are and how we are to be in this world. Have you found yourself out of balance in this way? Perhaps you just haven't had the time to retreat and you find it affects the way you're able to be with others when you are with them. We must seek out the recreating stillness of solitude if we want to be with others meaningfully. We must seek true fellowship and accountability of others if we want to be alone safely. We must cultivate both if we are to live in obedience. So you might say, well, great, I get it. 
I do need to cultivate more time in solitude and I have lots of opportunity right now to do that. So what exactly do I do? And this could be where we get tripped up. You might find yourself asking, well, what do I do in the solitude and silence? How can I pray? Or what will help me pray? I'm so distracted by the things around me. What do I need to remove? Maybe there are things that I might run to in trying to escape that silence or that solitude. Or what do I need to add to my space, if anything, to help me in my time of solitude? It's in this place that we're thankful for Jesus' words, who he said, come to me and I will give you rest. Come to me and I will give you rest. And this is really, I think, where we start as we look at our own life and we face the reality of our own life and bring ourselves back to God in that place, asking us these honest, ourselves these honest questions. Here are two questions you might find helpful to explore or discuss with somebody as you consider solitude. The first one is, what cares, concerns, or distractions do you find you need to entrust more deeply to God in order to be fully present with God in times of solitude? That is, what cares, concerns, or distractions do you find you need to entrust more deeply to God in order to be fully present with God in times of solitude? And the second question is, what sense of God do you have when you are alone? It might be worth exploring for you uh, what image you might hold of God, or how is it that you experience God, whether it's totally in line with who God says he is and God's word reveals who he is. It's worth exploring the images of God that we hold. So what sense of God do you have when you are alone. I hope that you'll be able to discuss these questions with someone. And also, if you would like some resources, uh, we will be having links on our page here um, that you could share in this a prayer for your time in solitude, which is called Gather Me to Be With You by Ted Loader. And then some spiritual exercises to practice solitude and there are three or four that you might find as good options to try on your own. I hope that this has been helpful. And if you have any questions, uh, please be in touch or um, any comments or you want to talk about any of these things with me. I'd love to do so. Take care.